Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be so when it hit that mark and the sides in a mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you apart. That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and won. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up, it is your boy Johnny Mags, once again joined as always with... Daniel Garcia. We're back for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Um... Sunday edition. A little earlier than normal. Yeah. So this is before uh, first pitch on Sunday. Yeah. First pitch is, uh, it's probably around noon right now. So first pitch Another is around hour. 110. So um, hasn't been the best couple of days since <laughs> Wednesday, since we recorded. Um, you know, we, we had spoken about how the Angels were playing the Giants. And we we mentioned on the last podcast, we talked off the air. We talked about how I heard, this is when they need a, a sweep. And, of the uh, Giants. Of the Giants. And we're like, okay. And then they win the first one, and then they lose the second one. And it all kind of went in downhill from there. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a very good week, especially for the pitching staff. We, I have some stats written down about the pitching staff here. But, you know, Wednesday when we spoke, um, that was a loss to the Giants, 7-2. And here's a recurring thing. Uh, keep this in mind. So Patrick Sandoval got the start here in this one. Only went four innings. He gave up eight hits, five earned runs. So, again, we've talked about it, man. I feel like the last – Pretty much since we started this podcast, four innings from the starting pitcher. Yeah, and it's so – I don't know if frustrations the word I would use. It's just I sit back and I think about how much of the short and spring training mm-hmm. and then the lack of actual competitive spring training type games. Like, yeah, they had like the three before everything kind of – three or four before everything got going. But the lack of those kind of – competitive type of games that you normally see in spring training how much it hurts um these younger pitchers like you were talking like you, you know suarez obviously with his start um sandoval canning these guys that probably really need those more than your bundies and your you know haney's and stuff like that those young guys really need something like that to continue to develop and and I just hope it just kind of slows it down. It doesn't halter it or, or, or change the development at all. But, you know, I just keep on going back to like, man, if they had a full spring training where they got enough innings in and, and, and they didn't have to worry about stop and starting. And then, you know, when they're on their own, I'm sure at the time they all figured they're doing the right workout for them. But, I mean, we don't know what they did. So it's hard to sit there and judge, be like, did they do the right thing? Did they not? You know, there's no way of knowing. But, um, 
Yeah, I just think when you when you talk about the younger pitchers, it's just you know how how would it be different if it would be different if the season was a normal season? Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes a difference for sure. Um, my only problem is it this isn't just a this year thing. It, it's been the last couple of years, but I will say this: um, nothing's much changing much because you know we we've been banking on these young guys to take the next step, and uh, it's a process. So I mean, you know, even Sandoval, I mean, that, this is really his first. I guess you can call first full year because well, last it, year, it, it, it you know. Like same thing with Canning. Canning yeah. shut down early, so this would right. be his first full first year. First full year. Sandoval's first full Suarez, first full, too, Suarez, I guess. Yeah. You know, I know. Jaime, Jaime yeah. had like a full year. Um, yeah. But, I mean, still, you're, you're talking about the majority of the, the They're rotation. all young guys. Yeah. You know, Otani still hasn't had a full year. Nope. Nope. But it's, it's a problem because when you're going into the season or this season, not and I'm not talking March. I'm talking, you know, restart or what would you not even restart? We're just... 60-game sprint. 60-game sprint. Um, we talked about how, you know, well, the Angels, you know, they have a good chance of making the playoffs and, you know, because of the extended, you know, the extended playoff system. But with the pitching, the way it's going, and, and now that we're 30 games in and you see kind of what this team is, you know, it's going pitching is just definitely going to be the problem this year. I mean, like we just mentioned, you, right. you got Sandoval, who's, what, 22? I think he might have just turned 22. Yeah. Suarez is probably about 22. They're all like 23 or younger. Yeah. I and think it's maybe just, Canning's 23 just because he went to UCLA. UCLA, and right. And other guys are either international signings or right. um, out of high school. Shoot, even Otani's only 25. Right, exactly. So, I mean, these guys are all young. And, mm. and yeah, I can understand why Angel fans get tired of of this phrase, oh, they're young, they're young, they're young, which makes sense. It's just... You know, starting pitching is the hardest thing to find in baseball, and that's why when there is like a Garrett Cole on the market, it goes for so much because the the next guy up is nowhere near as good as him, right? And it's just hard to find that kind of guy. It is, and so you know, this is what the Angels have right now, and they're young. They're really young guys who should. Let's be honest. You know, if the Angels weren't in this situation, these guys would be pitching at the AAA level right now, getting these quote-unquote, bad starts out of the way at the AAA level, you know? Right. I'm not learning on the job. As they're, they they're, they got thrown into the fire. Let's be honest. They, they've gotten thrown well, into the fire. especially someone like a Suarez. Yeah. Someone like... Berea, even. Berea, like, you know, I, you know, I didn't think they would be ready to pitch. And if they were to be ready to pitch at this time, it was because they got another 10 starts before this exactly. in the minor league. Right. And now... They don't have that in, option. In August, yeah, maybe they would have been ready in August if there was a regular season, but yeah. there isn't. And that's the... Again, that's the kind of down part about having young guys having to take that next step. And A, there's no minor league system. And B, it's just they haven't been able to really work out that well. Right. And and, and if you guys want to blame anybody, you, you blame the Angels as an organization for not going out and getting uh, starting pitching. Um, you can point the finger at I could point the finger at that. You know, that makes more sense to me than blaming these young guys for their inability to uh, have quality starts. These guys are, are learning at the major league level. So, you know, yeah, um, if the Angels go out and sign a few guys here and there that pay off, um, you know, we're not talking about Suarez pitching only one and one third inning. You know, we're not talking about this right now. But at the same time, um, you know, it's not as easy as just going out and signing guys either. So it's a process. And right now the Angels are in that process where pitching has been their sore spot for the last four years. And Hopefully, things will start to kind of turn around on that point. So, with that being said, yeah, Wednesday they lost 7-2, to heading into Thursday's game. We talked about Suarez. 
One and one third innings, five hits, five earned runs. I thought he had a pretty decent first inning, and then after that, I just kind of just right, and that was erupted on him. That's the weird part. Yeah. Like, wow, okay. I think it was I don't know if it was one, two, three, but it was like either that he got or, out of it. it I was mean, like, it yeah, it was you know a pretty clean inning. It wasn't too crazy, no. and you're like, okay, cool. Maybe it's a little bit of jitters, and he kind of mentioned it a lot at the end of that he had, um, you know, uh, jitters or he was amped up too much or whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, it's just you know. It just seems like the Angels have a hard time getting through a hard inning if a pitch doesn't go their way, a call doesn't go their way. Um, they give up, like, back-to-back doubles. Okay, cool, you gave up a run, but now limit it there. But it just seems like that's the hard part where if a, if a team scores, they have a really hard time of keeping it at that one run. It just seems like once one gets in, it just opens the floodgate. Yeah, so that was that one was rough. Um, they ended up losing this one 10-5. to They Like you mentioned, they scored kind of late. Uh, San Francisco just, man, I— I don't know what it was in this. The Angels made them look great. Um, I, 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 I thought San Francisco. I mean, you look at that San Francisco team, and you know, there's some names that stand out at you, but there's a lot of guys on that team where you're like, "Who is this guy?" And that was a team that you know we hoped that the Angels would have taken taken advantage of, and they just didn't. Uh, they ended up, you know, losing three out of four in this four game home and home or home and road series with with San Francisco. Uh, they didn't have to go too far. Friday's game was in Oakland, a much tougher team. But for whatever reason, Angels play them well. well. They play them well. Like I was telling Johnny before we started recording, if we just played the A's all year, we'd be right in the the playoff mix. Man, I'm telling you. And and Oakland is a very, very good team, you know, no doubt. Um, In this one, Heaney got the start. Here's another recurring. We've talked about it. This is a guy in Heaney where you just, man, he can't go more than four innings or five innings. He goes four and two-thirds, gives up six hits, five earned runs. Two walks, six strikeouts, five three loss. At least it was. It, I felt like Heaney had that one inning where it was it was kind of rough on him, and then kind of kind of settled down. But pitch count, man. I mean, well, that's yeah, because he got the three runs early. Yeah, and, and then, then that was it. Said, but like you mentioned, he was already at like forty something pitches mm-hmm. by like the yep. s- late second, early third inning. Right, and so it's kind of to a point where. You know, you kind of put yourself in a hole. Now you know you're not going to go as far just because of the of the pitch count. Where, again, if he limits that inning to maybe a run or two, maybe now he gets that extra inning um, worth of pitches back, and he can go maybe a little bit longer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So he pitched well. It's just getting over that hump, man. Getting that again with him. It's him getting too cute sometimes, where he gets mm-hmm. ahead of the count, and then just for whatever reason, it's o two, and then the next thing you know, it's three two. And then the guy falls off two more. You know, it's just it, it piles up on Heaney, and that seems to be his problem. Uh, they ended up losing this one five to three, close game. Um, again, they play Oakland really, really well. They do. It's I mean, it was been a, like it was that for game, years too. It's, it's crazy. Been, it was a game pretty much all the way through. I mean, they tried to come back. They yeah. made it close, but yeah, like you said, it's you. You tell me they lost five three to one team, and they lost five to ten to another team. Mm-hmm. I probably would have said, yeah, it switch was that. Yeah, yeah, switch that around. Um, so then yesterday's game, as we're recording today on Sunday. Was Saturday they won this one four to three? Uh, Griffin Canyon again another recurring thing. I just said it four and two thirds, um, six hits, three and runs. I don't think he pitched terrible. Uh, again, it was for him. Again, it was that one inning where he just kind of overworked himself a little bit. But um, the bullpen did a great job, especially Ty Buttry, man, coming in, getting two that save. Yeah, two yeah two innings. Um, or like two innings save. Yeah, man. and then you know got a little help from Mike Trout there in center field. Great play there in the eighth. Um, that could have been bad. That ball gets by him. You don't never know what happens after exactly. that. You, you don't want to give another Oakland A's <laughs> batter an at bat. But they they win this one four to three again behind you know uh, three RBI game from Mike Trout. Um, it was just a good game to watch because 
things kind of click for them. And, and offensively, I mean, four runs isn't much, but my bright spot on this one was the way the bullpen came through and kind of Andres. I think they they held him hitless after Andres came into the game. Yeah, Andres yeah. came in, uh, pitched two and a third, um, and then like you said, uh, uh, Butchery went two innings for the save. And neither one of them gave up any hits, but or, um, Andres was the only guy that walked a batter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, this bullpen is very hit or miss. You know what they can do. You just hope that they can do it more often than not. And kind of going back to what I said at the beginning, you know, did that have an effect? The slow start, it looks like Buttry and Middleton and, and Hobie um, are kind of coming around and, and, and performing better as of late. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of putting bad situations already down by, like, three or four with runners on right exactly so every you, base so at yeah. the beginning of this year when they were giving up everything was that just again a product of them not getting enough innings in a spring training type of game where you know they need to work on stuff and now that they have that many innings underneath their belt and they're kind of getting into the flow of things now they're able to produce but you know it just seems like the angels can kind of put themselves already in a deep enough hole to where they cannot uh, or it's not likely for them to get out and, and make the playoff run yeah, exactly. So they won that game yesterday again, four to three against Oakland. Uh, they played today as we record on Sunday at one p.m. We're recording around noonish right now. So if you're listening to this on the podcast side, we'll talk about this game on Wednesday's podcast. We'll go over you know, the week. Yeah, Lord Bundy pitches today. See if he can um, rebound from. I don't really blame him too much for that that start the other day either, though. I mean, no, that was a tough it, it, start. it's going to show a lot too to see how he responds. They got uh, Bundy on the mound. They got Frankie Montas on the mound. Another thing that happened this um, since our last pod is that Simmons had been has been activated on Friday. Yes, yes. played Friday, had off Saturday, and is back in the lineup on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And just real quick, this lineup is probably going to be your best lineup you're going to put out there right. as the Angels what they have today, and that's Fletcher at second, leading off, uh, then Lestella at first. Trout at center, Rendon at third, Otani DHing, Goodwin at left. Goodwin's been really struggling of late, so you kind of hope that he's able to get out of some kind of the slump he's in. I mm-hmm. think he's like over his last fifteen or sixteen. Right. Which for a guy that was on fire at the beginning, uh, it really sucks to see that. You got Adele and Wright batting seventh, and then Castro catching, and then Simmons uh, playing shortstop, hitting ninth. So I think this is going to be the 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 best lineup the Angels can put out there. And, it, and it, this is going to be the first time they put it out there all year long. And like you said, I think today's game 28. Wow. So, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a long time coming. Uh, but the starting pitching, here's, here's the stats I wrote now for starting pitching in the last four games, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, 14 and two thirds innings, 18 runs. That's more than a run per inning. That's a little over almost two runs per inning, not quite two, a little run and a half per inning. That's not going to get it done. That's right. not going to get it done. Um, fortunately for the Angels, what keeps them in the game is their offense. And I know sometimes their offense struggles to score the runners in scoring position, but you cannot dig yourselves holes. And this is just the starting pitching. You can't dig yourselves holes like that where, you know, you're giving up 18 runs in 14 innings. Um, that's just not a recipe for winning a lot of games moving yeah. forward. And and that's just a team we have, guys. Like, I'm, I'm at the point now where I understand that. And I just hope that they progress with every start. That's 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 all I hope for right yeah, now. Yeah, and then to the offense is struggling. I mean, the backside of the offense, I should say, numbers. You know, one through four. You know, Rendon's been on fire. Yeah, Trout, um, Trout, Trout's Trout. Otani's been really struggling. Like I said, Goodwin has been really struggling. Fletch doing a good job. Fletch doing a good job top, but like I'm saying. Six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, they have gotten really bad production. So even mm-hmm. when these guys like Trout, like Rendon, hit a double or get on base, or you know, it's it's that's where the the runners in scoring position left on base kind of stuff happens. Is when you know, like I said, Goodwin's been really struggling. Otani's been really struggling. Um, we'll see what happens with Simmons when he comes back. But you know, Joe's kind of starting uh, to kind of 
come he's starting, around He's starting to hit bit, the ball, so let's, he's got to try to find some gaps now. But, you know, if he can come back around and, and kind of be a little uh, a better producer, then, yeah, it could be something. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of you can't get the team to go on all cylinders, it seems, um, for a game. Usually it's only one or the other. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a process right now. You, a guy and guys, yeah, this is a team we got right now, and, and don't expect them to – we talked to Rhett Bollinger on our last podcast, if you guys – List. There's a lot of questions that Rhett, Rhett uh, answered for you guys. That you guys right now we're on Instagram Live. There's a lot of questions coming in, and we'll get to you guys here in a moment. But Rhett Bollinger talked about you know what this team is, and you know more than likely the Angels aren't going to make moves right at the trade deadline. Why should they? There's really no reason to do that. Um, but we'll get more into all that um, after we come from a commercial break. We'll talk to you guys about like all your questions that you guys are sending in, uh, but. Yeah, man, it's. I'm at peace with who we are right now. I guess I, I'm. I'm. I get angry when we lose, but at this point, we're what nine games under 500 at well, this point. I mean, and we even talked about it before the season started. Before this shortened schedule happened, we weren't really expecting a whole lot. No. Um, out of this year it was next year when you have Joe have you know what's going to be probably 40 games underneath his belt. Right. When you have you know hopefully the spring training goes normal, you'll have Otani kind of back because the injury is not supposed to take surgery. It's supposed to be just a six-week thing and then recover from there. So that's perfectly fine. And then you have Canning again, taking hopefully taking another step. Um, if Bundy's for real, maybe you think about resigning, resigning him. If he, has, if he has a rest of the season that's good, then resign him. So um, 2020 was never going to be like a big old breakout year for the no. Angels. I never thought. So I guess it depends on the expectations. I, just, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, I think I think because we were so hopeful of the shortened season and the extended playoffs. Well, see, the shortened season. That's what made it for the more, us. The more I think about it, the shortened season actually probably hurt the Angels um, more so than benefited because, you know, the thing about baseball and especially like like Mike Trout, for example, the reason why he's Mike Trout is because he can do it for a prolonged, you know, span. He can do it for the whole season. You know, there's a, there's a ton of guys at MLB that can have a month like Mike Trout. Yeah, but it is, they don't have second or third months. Like right, right, right. But when the month, when the when the season is two months, that's half the season. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of offensive guys that are having really good years right now because it's a month, and and right. there are again for that month very yeah, yeah, comparable yeah. to Trout. Uh-huh. Now, if this was a regular season, those guys are probably going to dip, right. and Trout's going to kind of continue on his right. line. That's what kind of right. makes him special. So, in a way, you're not really benefiting from from that because of the right. short season. Yeah. And same thing with a lot of the great guys. Like they're great because or they're good because they can prolong that for for the whole season. And there's a bunch of guys in the MLB that can have a great week, great month, you know, great three series. But it's the Trouts and the Rendones that are going to make a difference because they do it throughout the whole year. Right. And when you don't have a full year, uh, that makes a huge difference. And and then there's a, those guys that are notoriously so slow starters. Which Angels have been either, I mean, anyways. Yeah, and a notorious slow starter, probably the greatest Angel other than Mike Trout. Tim Salmon never made an all-star game because he was a notoriously slow starter, but finished his career with 299, probably the best angel offensive guy ever. But it's just slow starter. It's just some guys are slow starters and they just don't, they're not able to, and Nick, the same can be said for pitching. There's maybe there's some guys that catch, they catch their momentum in June, July. You don't have that in this shortened season, but going into the season, I think you might've maybe had them sneaking into a wild card spot, right? The regular year or the regular year. Yeah, I thought if everything clicked, yeah, but I didn't. I mean, that was their ceiling. Yeah, right. That it, wasn't. I mean, 
I mean, you probably talked to some people, and they probably thought their ceiling was division. I was like, nah, no, their no, ceiling is, it wasn't no, good. no. I thought their ceiling was was sneaking into the right. uh, wild card. And I had them, you know, at their their highest ceiling out of a 500 team, obviously right. missing the playoffs. But, um, you know, it is what it is. This team didn't change because of the of the uh, shortened season. It just created a a sprint. You know, they're all at that right. starting line. So, yeah. Um, Let's take a, a commercial break, and when we come back from the break, we'll answer the questions on Instagram Live, and I know I think we have a few that came in actual to our Instagram. Post. Yeah, so uh, we'll catch you guys on the other side of this break. Oh, those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Oh, yeah, thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks here into multiple peaks here. Cream of the Quran. Man, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Yeah, those nicks and tugs are gone. This is their third-generation tremor feature in advanced skin-safe technology. Oh, yeah. Technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Yeah, nice and smooth. Yeah, that's right. And Manscaped engineering team obsessed over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months, yeah, 18 months perfecting that great ball hair trimmer ever created. They just released new and improved lawnmower 3.0, yeah, the cream of the crop, yeah, too sweet to be sour, yeah. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last you 90 minutes so you can take longer shave. And that water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower too, oh yeah, in the shower after that, after that long match, uh-huh, yeah. One of the coolest features is an LED light that illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So many people have written in stories about the Lawnmower 3.0 and have sent your man here, yeah. Sent them pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself. And I'll tell you something, man, that ain't kidding. They ain't kidding. This is cream of the crop, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off when you use armchair at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. There's no shortage of action going on with our partner over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NBA, NFL, UFC live every day for our devoted gamblers, and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it.
This is Hood Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Are back again. Thank you for our sponsors for sponsoring our show, making this possible. Uh, quick shout out to Aced Out Clothing. Check them out on Instagram at Aced Out Clothing. Link in the bio. Uh, check out uh, Halo Haven Collection. It'll take you to all the Angels hats that they have on there if you're looking for Angels hats. Yeah, so. the new, he posted something on his Twitter today. Yeah. Uh, a new Mike Trout design coming out. It looks pretty cool with, yeah. uh, with the CA instead of the uh, LA because I know how some fans don't like that. Yeah. And, and the little goat emoji. So check it out on his Twitter. I don't think, I don't know if he put it on his Instagram yet, but uh, check it out on his Twitter, Ace Out Clothing. Ace Out Clothing. Uh, we are on Instagram live right now and there's been a bunch of questions that come through. There was one that I saw in particular. I want to get your opinion on this, uh, Dan. Uh, I have my opinion on this. A lot of guys, a lot of you guys are clamoring uh, to trade Simba for pitching. And in my honest opinion, Simba's a great player. But last year of his contract, how much can the Angels get for him? If They're anything? not going to get anything for him. Exactly. I, mean, I don't think – I mean – I mean – He's not even – you know, and he's a great player, and I understand why he's a fan favorite. But when I try to think about trade value right. or sign signability or – And that's or, what you got to think about. I don't think about how he is with fans. I mean, yeah. that's great, and, I'm, I'm, and that makes him a great guy, but that doesn't make him a great baseball player. So right. – um, he's definitely, I think, lost a little bit offensively. Um, it seems like a couple years ago he went to the all-or-nothing approach where he was right. hacking. Oh, yeah. And I just don't know if, if he ever kind of rebounded from it. It just seems like he's not – it seems like he's not trying to do it as much anymore, but it still seems like he's not able to get to where he was that those first couple years where he was a, um, to me, a little bit more powerful Fletcher kind of guy. Right. Where he can hit you 10 to 12 home runs a year. Um, but also get on base where Fletcher's probably like a eight home run kind of guy maybe. Right. But it seemed like I said like two years ago, three years ago, he was going just – he was trying to hit like 25 home runs. Right, right. And it just – ever since then, it doesn't seem like he's offensively been able to be there. He's been injured now for two two years in a row with yeah. ankle injuries. That's kind of, to my idea, a red flag. And then also too, you know, uh, this whole pandemic thing is making everything kind of weird because – I just don't see the Angels. Okay, let's say they do trade him. I don't think they're going to get anything worth in return just because Yeah, I mean, if I'm a team that needs a shortstop, I'm not going to give you a bunch of stuff nope. where something happens in the middle of the playoffs and right. now the season's over. He's gone. And he's, he's gone. gone. Yeah. It's just it's just you have to make that into it. I just don't think it's worth trading um, from the from any other team's point of view. Like, yeah. right, I guess I guess if I was the Angels, yes, I would be willing to trade him, but I just don't see anything coming back realistically yeah, right. that's going to affect this this roster. That's what I'm at right now. You're not going to get a top pitching prospect for a guy at the back end of his contract uh, who's injury prone. And you got to think about the teams that are out there. What is the demand for Anderton Simmons out there right now? Every team that's in the playoff hunt has a solid shortstop right now. Right. So who's gonna who's gonna trade you something for a guy that they ultimately really don't need? So don't look for Simmons to be a trade chip for anything really good. Yeah, you trade him. You better get. Uh, it's better to get something than nothing. But at that point, what are you trading for? I mean, what are you a getting? long shot? You prospect know? maybe. So don't expect. I know people are throwing out there Simmons and Jordan Adams for Clevenger. They're not gonna. They, gonna why cost, would they? It's gonna take you more than that. It's gonna take you more. Than way that. more it's, than it's that. It's gonna take you maybe Fletcher. Fletcher, Fletcher, yeah. and Adams for Clevenger. Yeah, you just don't get great pitching for C players. It's and, not and happening. Then, and then Cleveland's losing Lindor. 
which is fine. Right. But why would they want to replace him for with a guy that's also going to be a free agent at the end of the year? It's and like, and who's already up there in age. He's, right. I mean, he's not. He's th- going to be 30 years old. So you don't know. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, 30. a lot of people do that, too, with their fandom, which, again, I may I, I understand it. But it's like the reason why he's such a big uh, fan favorite is because he's been there for a while, which means he's probably up there in age, which means you have to take into consideration you're going to be paying him or trading for him for what he's going to do for your team, not what he uh, has done, which is a big thing. Yeah, he's he is 30, going to be 31 in September. So, again, a guy that's kind of over that hill for athletics, that 30-year-old mark. Um, they used to be like 35 with steroids, but now without steroids, now it's like, 30 right no yeah for sure and then i mean again a lot a lot of it has to do with i mean i know cleveland right now is a money ass money thing um so you never know and then the angels too they don't they don't want to trade uh question came in about bogarts um angels also don't want to pick up a, a lot of money contract on a guy at a short spot position well, if you're bogarts, gonna trade, bogarts doesn't have a lot of money does though. he i thought he did i'm not sure who am i think oh i'm thinking of lindor because he mentioned lindor right Lindor's, now he wants a lot of mo- he, he wants gonna, a lot of money yeah he's gonna he's, want a lot of money but um yeah, you, I mean, when you got a guy like if you're not going to trade Fletcher for pitching, there's your guy to to pick up Simba's spot. You're, I don't think you're losing he's, anything much. He's, and again, he's going to be the type of guy where he might not be your shortstop of the future, but he is actual a really good stopgap. Oh no, never mind. Bogarts is twenty million a year. Yeah, okay, so why would the Angels pick up uh, that? Is Bogarts that great? In your opinion, where you're going to give him twenty million a year? I mean, he's when you be- need he's, pitching, he's better than Simmons, but yeah, that's not a, a need. Right. A need because you see, yeah, Fletcher though. Yeah, but I say you see now with Fletcher, yeah. I feel more confident Fletcher being shortstop right. for a year, two years, exactly. Um, and again, being that gap till you know if Jeremiah Jackson does the, evolve right. the way people think he is, Kyler, Kyron Paris. Yeah, yeah. If, if they think they're going to, you know, produce when they get older, like people are saying, it, Fletcher being a two year stopgap or a bridge is not a bad thing it's at all. not especially the way he's been playing he's been and doing it for the last contract two. he's still on that exactly uh the pre he's the six uh free agent two and a half three years in and he's doing a great job so why would you spend 20 million dollars on a guy at a shortstop position that can be filled perfectly or not even a shortstop but just any fletcher being fletcher um when you need that money for pitching i just don't understand spending that kind of money on a guy like bogarts when you could spend it somewhere else yeah, more effectively. Yeah, I think, I, again, and that's the thing, too. Again, again, people love spending other people's money. Um, but in reality, when you have to look at it, it's not it, – you're not going to get a team that's going to go throwing money everywhere. I think Artie has proven that, that he's not going to go and just spend money anywhere. If he's going to spend money, it's going to be at a trade deadline when he knows he can contend for a World Series. I don't think he's going to trade – or I, trade, I don't think he's going to spend a grip load of money – on a position you might, it might be like third on the list of what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could, you're probably going to say starting pitching, bullpen pitching, and then and then after that, and shortstop. Then shortstop. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know why you're going to do that. It's the same thing. People got so excited when Anthony Rendon signed, which was great signing, but then they get pissed off like three months later. Well, we didn't get pitching. Well, it's like you're asking for the same thing again. Yeah. Well, you got to get your priorities in line. So number one, the one thing they need to look for is starting pitching followed by the bullpen help. Right, you need that. It needs to go in that order. Otherwise, you know what have the Angels been notoriously bad at in the off season? Uh, uh, you know, in the off season market, picking up offensive guys, Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton, um, Gary Matthews Jr. You know, these guys who kind of just never panned out. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. 
I think it's time now. I don't even remember the last time the Angels signed an ace pitcher. So let's 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 go after pitching. That's number well, one priority. And that's our next question on Instagram Live says, uh, when do you think Hardy will finally sign some pitchers? <laughs> He'll sign pitchers. It's just if they're going to be good ones yeah. or top of the line ones. Yeah. Again, people want to give Epler a bunch of crap about how this offseason has gone, how this his tenure has gone. But at the end of the day, you have to realize he is – kind of just doing what he's allowed to do the, the the ownership is the one that sets the budget you right. know i like to think about it as okay if you're a kid going into a toy store and yeah you want every shiny every new toy that's out there but if your parents a you know the owner right. says no we you have 20 bucks figure out what you can do with 20 bucks well there's a good chance you're not going to get the brand new toy that right. everyone has that everyone wants you're going to get something that's fun but might not be as fun as the other one right and that's exactly what's happening with epler and Artie. Epler would probably love to go out there and get and get uh, Cole and get this guy and get that guy, but it's already the one that says no, 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 no. Here, you only got this much money to play with. Go figure it out. Right. Uh, it's just, it's 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 gonna be that's gonna be the problem all the time. It's not as it's not as easy as as just going and getting a guy. There's a process. Um, they were all in on Garrett Cole, but I don't think he ever was gonna come here. He was no, they were set on Yankee. No, he already wasn't all in. Well, I mean, already already is. I wouldn't say all in. There was a, a significant contract there that they right, that, that they offered. That's, but that's the thing with Artie, right. though. And, and, and in multiple, you can even say with the Garrett Cole contract, you can say it with the trade with um, uh, Jock and Renhifo and Stripling oh, yeah. back Fuck then. It. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. He, he is a very notorious, here's the deal. If you love it, great, come on over. If you don't like it, okay, we're not going to negotiate. You can go on. And that's exactly what happened with, with Garrett Cole. You're right. They did offer him a, a, a good contract. But when Garrett Cole went and said, hey, well, I can get more from the Yankees. Are you willing to bump it up? Artie's all no. And yeah. then he went to the Yankees. Right. So Oops. for, you know, people that want to give, again, Epler a hard time about not being able to sign pitching. It's not all his fault. It's man. not all his fault. He and answers to the man above. Right. And the same, like I said, Artie has, has notoriously known for getting in, involved. So um, even talking with people about if they've heard anything about Epler coming back or not coming back. You know, they don't know. They're not uh, confident that he is going to come back. But at the same time, if he doesn't come back, the Angels' job isn't necessarily super attractive because of Artie's involvement. So it's going to be really interesting to see if Epler leaves or uh, doesn't. They don't bring him back. Who they get to re- replace him and how that dynamic either changes or stays the same. Because again, Artie's going to put his two cents in, and guess what? His two cents are worth a lot more than mine or your two cents. Right. Exactly. And you know. Um, we can we can talk about about this and that all all day. It's it's not it's easy. Someone on Instagram Live talk about developing, starting pitching. Pitching it's is so hard. hit and miss, man. It is. It is. Well, I, I mean, mean, how do you, you know who this, you're drafting? Like, well, it, it's it, you I look mean, at you, it, but you look at it this way: if pitching, especially starting pitching, if it was so easy to pinpoint a guy and say, hey, in three years, he's, he's going to be, be an ace. Hey, in five years, he's going to be an ace. Every single team mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball would have like two of those guys. Well, I mean, and if you look at back at probably at the last, let's say, 10 years of, um, you know, draft top draft pick pitchers, how many of those guys are legitimate aces? I mean, you could think of Strasburg is one of them. Cole. Cole. And um, there ain't very, I mean, I mean, we could probably on our hands maybe count them. But, I mean, you think about ace pitching like, you know, you know, like a goal, a Cole type guy, a Verlander type guy, you know, a, a front ace staff guy. It's just so hit and miss with pitching, man. You don't, you don't, sometimes you can wrap the 30, 30 second round guy and he ends up being that ace. You know, how many, right. well, not you, know, so that you just too, never like, know. How many of these guys 
are still with their original team. No, yeah, I mean, so you like don't know. Max Serger, different team. Yeah. Uh, Verlander, different team. Garrett Cole, different team. Right. You don't see like the Kershaws where they stay with the team the whole time through because at points, you know, you might think he's going to be okay and some other team might think he might be okay too. So you work out a trade because you just never know. I mean, I just, it's just, it's just kind of a weird thing that the, the pitching, Scouting pitching is by far the hardest thing to do in baseball, and if everyone can do it halfway decent, you would have teams full of arms that can just pitch. Right, and, it and, just doesn't happen yeah, that way. It's, it's just, just so hard. Another another thing, topic going through our Instagram live right now. A lot of people are like, "Oh, trade Goodwin and trade Simba for pitching." I, I don't see I, that. Just that, you're not going to get anything. Especially for not him. Goodwin now. I mean, like I said, you're he's not going to struggling. Get, he's 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 good for us. He's been great because he was a guy that we signed out of nowhere. So yeah, we're like, okay, you know that that yeah, we can get somebody for him. Not really. You, you got to put yourself in the shoes of the other team. Like, you're really gonna give up somebody really good for a guy who has been over. Let's be honest, he's been overachieving since he's been an angel. Yeah, because exactly. who was he? Like, did yeah. any any one of us know who Brian Goodwin was before he it's got like, here? Yeah, exactly. So you're gonna trade your top prospect pitcher for a guy who's been overachieving? It's not gonna happen, guys. Just be a little bit realistic about, you know, if Angels are gonna get anything. If they're going to trade somebody for any value, it's going to be Fletcher. It's going to be Adele, Marsh. Yeah. You have to trade somebody then, like that. So that comes into our next question on Instagram Live. It says, which top prospects oh. <laughs> or prospects could be on the move for pitching this offseason? I think I think you'll probably see an, uh, an outfielder move just because you do have a lot of uh, numbers out there. Um, so if that's like Jordan Adams, if that's Brandon Marsh, if that's um, Deshaun Knowles, uh, you know, I don't know which one, but I can definitely see one of those guys being moved. Um, yeah. And depending on what happens with Simba, if he comes back, if he doesn't come back, um, if he does come back, you might be, you might see a, a middle infield type moved, like a Renhefo, because I mean, like a Renhefo, even more so thinking prospect wise, Kyron Paris, Kyron Paris, or, my, or uh, Jeremiah, Jackson, Jeremiah Jackson, you might see one of those oh, type prospects. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, we might see those guys moved, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, if you had a if I had to take a prediction now, not knowing anything about what's going to happen from now until the end of the year, I think there's an out there's an outfielder on the Angels prospect list right now that's probably not going to be on the team come spring training next year. Well, I mean, if, if you're realistic about prospects, um, I think you have to look at, you know, it, it, as much as I hate it, Brandon Marsh is a guy that a lot of people are going to want. Um, Jordan Adams has a high ceiling because of his athleticism. He, I think, I think Jordan Adams is a guy that. At this point in his career, you can probably put him anywhere and he'll, he'll he could still learn. So that's that's high quality. Well, yeah, yeah, Jordan Adams is a big a, a good enough athlete to play center field, right? But yeah, if you need to put him in left, you can put him yeah, in right. He's, could, he can do it f- fine. Like right. he's not gonna have an issue. It's like so. It's same. That's the reason with with Joe too. He he was a good enough athlete coming out of the draft where he could play center field, but right. because Trout's there, yeah, you know they started and you saw it in the, his minor league games they shifted him from left to right and then maybe like one or two games he'll play center but um jordan adams brandon those i think are probably one of the two names that are going to be on the move at some point during the offseason i can see but i just don't know uh which one or i wouldn't say which one because i just have no idea no it's it's tough to say the top two obviously to me the as far as prospects are concerned are brandon marsh and jordan adams uh but it's going to take more than just a brandon marsh and a jordan adams right trade. you're, you're going to have to trade like a fletcher right and they're going to be asking for Adele, and I don't think they're going to yeah. do that. But they're going to ask for Fletcher, 
uh, maybe some some somebody out. You never know. It it's just not as easy as trading these prospects and getting something great in return. So it's not one, that easy. There's one question on here. It says, "Why do uh, Angels draft outfielders in the draft when they need pitching right now?" Is because the draft isn't like the NBA draft. It's not like the NFL draft. Um, the players you're drafting in 2020 aren't going to affect the team in 2021, 2022, and maybe not even 2023. Right. So there's no reason why you would want to reach for a pitcher when the kind of the best next available player is an outfielder. Just, right. I think they're not doing it on purpose. I just think it's been pure coincidence that every time they come up, the very next guy on their best of or best left are outfielders. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just the drafting for the draft drafting philosophy for baseball is a, a lot, a lot different than uh, basketball and football where you draft a guy first, you know, first round, third pick, he's going to be a major factor for you that next season. With, right. with baseball, he might not be a major factor for another three years, if, if at all. Right. And 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 you just, especially when a kid is coming out of high school, too, you That's just don't draft. One, you yeah. just, I mean, the kid's four years away still. And so it's, it's not, it's, yeah, you take the next available player. And to talk about real quick, uh, we had, there was a uh, topic on the live feed. They were talking about tanking. Uh, we talked to Rhett Bollinger on the last podcast about tanking. This doesn't really work out that way in baseball like it does in basketball. Okay, great. You tank this year and you yeah. get uh, the pitcher from Vanderbilt. Great. And he's still not going to do anything for your team next year. Yeah. Like to me, and, and a true tank. It's a prolonged tank. It's a prolonged. It's what the Astros did. It's yeah. what the uh, White Sox did. It's what Seattle's kind of doing right now. It's like if you want to if you want to tank and build through – high draft picks yeah that takes years that's what the astros did they had like right. three or four first rounders in their uh but they finished dead last like 110 like losses yeah five straight years and you're not gonna do that with the angels there's and, no way and, and if you are you all better be prepared for yeah. that because i don't want to hear you guys talk about how terrible we are and then you know here we are you know can go back to the question on instagram live where you guys talk about tanking <laughs> Would you trade Listella for starting pitching this offseason? No one's going to take that. Yeah. I no just one don't will think take Listella. Listella, again, these are all, and, I, and and this is what I I hate, I hate, I hate about Angels quote unquote Twitter is that if you don't like a guy or you don't say a guy is as good as player X, then you think he's no good. They, it's like no, Listella's good. Is he a top five second baseman? No. <laughs> is he a top? You know, 10 second baseman? Probably not. Right. So if you're looking for, and again, they say pitching. So I'm guessing that you're talking about a kind of difference making pitching. Could you trade a Listella for like a Bundy type? Yes. But then that's maybe. kind of, maybe, but that's still maybe. a guy that's been struggling for a couple years right. and you might see something different, but it's not a guarantee. Right. You're never going to get Listella for a Clevenger. Like no, you're never. No. So to me, it's like, and same thing with Fletcher. Fletcher's a good player. Fletcher is an awesome player, but is he top five second baseman? Straight up, you're not getting Clevenger just a, for Fletcher. Yeah. Is he a top five shortstop? He can be the best utility man ever. Is he? A, but does that make him like a top of, you know, does that make him a top 50 player of all time? No, it doesn't. Right. So to me, it's, it's we have a lot of good pieces that are secondary, third, you know, Third pieces, they're never going to be your top piece. So you can't think about trading them for a top piece of someone else's uh, Right, yeah. You got to think about the other team. Like, why would they take La Stella? Why would they give up a 
pitcher with some quality to it for La Stella. What does La Stella bring to the table? And I'll go back to my previous comment. Let's be honest. Who is La Stella before? Did we know who La Stella was before he got here? Not really. All right. He's been overachieving since he's been here. So as you know, am I going to go if think about think about if La Stella was on the Dodgers, right? And we're the Angels and like, oh, this La Stella guy showed up out of nowhere. He's doing great over there with the Dodgers. Let's trade uh, one of our top prospect pitchers for him because he's been doing good these last years. But yeah, in the previous five years, I didn't know who he was. Just doesn't doesn't work out that way. He's a complimentary player who has been doing very, very good for us. But that's I think that's his ceiling, man. That's his ceiling to me. Yeah, I, I think, you know, with with La Stella, again, he's a great and I understand why he's a fan favorite. I understand why the fans like him. And again, that doesn't make him a great player because fans like him. That doesn't make him a bad player because fans like him. I just you know, you look at his numbers, um if you just take his angel career, so the last this year and last year, that last year got shortened because of the injury. He only he only played hundred and five games. He has you know, 19 home runs. He's batting 287, which is good, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not something like jumps out at you. It's like, wow, we need to get him. Exactly. Yeah. And the same thing with Fletcher. He, he does a lot of things really, really good, but nothing really stands out to like, wow, we have to have him on my, on our team. Right. It's just kind of, that's what, that's, you know, we have a lot of good secondary pieces. We're we're, we're still waiting for those, Stars and maybe it's Joe, maybe it's you know obviously Rendon and Trout are already that. Maybe Otani can now step up and be more of a star. And then you know the Stellas and Fletchers are, are are good. Like I said, good secondary pieces. But even Fletcher, again, guys, Fletcher, he's the most value we have in a trade. But it's not a be. It's not just straight up Fletcher. You're you're gonna give up Fletcher because and Marsh and maybe Adams to get one pitcher. a one pitcher. Because again, because straight up he Fletcher won't bring has that. value, but what kind of value can he get you? A pitcher? Yes, he can get you a pitcher. Is it going to be a Clevenger type? No. Is it going to be maybe a solid number three? Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Probably. Right. Yeah. But again, when I'm looking at it, if I have a top, what, what would you say, Clevenger? Top maybe what? 15? I would say top. I would say pitcher? he's top fifteen. Top yeah. fifteen pitcher. Would you trade a top fifteen pitcher for a top? Whatever you a utility guy. Would you trade a top fifteen player, top fifteen pitcher for a utility guy? Not straight up, no. No, exactly. You so better give me two other two pieces. of your really yeah. good draft picks. You know. Yeah, and again, and people are gonna say, "Well, that means you don't like Fletcher." No, I, just, I love I love Fletcher. Fletcher's odd. Fletcher is everyone needs a Fletcher on the team that can produce and get on base like that, but no one needs to overpay well, for that guy. Let's put it this way: you put Fletcher in a lineup with the other top, with uh, five other shortstops in the league, top five shortstops in the league. He's the last one picked. Let's be honest with you. Let's I mean, be honest. Yeah, he's, he's not the top, last one picked. He's not a top five. He's not a top five shortstop. He's not a top five second baseman. It's just. Right. His value is that he can play all over. Exactly. Right. His value is is the Utility. fact that he can do anything. And that's mm-hmm. great. But it's not uh, something that, you know, a team is going to, you know. Bend over backwards. Yeah, yeah, jump hurdles for, you know. If if he's available and the Angels make him available, teams are going to go after him. They're going to want him. But I don't, I don't see them getting that much in return. I mean, they will get something good. It's going to take more than just Fletcher, though. Straight up, you don't – Fletcher doesn't demand uh, top 15 pitcher. Is it uh is it convenient to pay another team to take Upton and receive a so so pitcher? Is it convenient to pay another team to take Upton to receive it? Um it just sucks because we talked about this before. Um uh, at I, some point the Angels have to make a decision on Upton. 
I think that deal is the deal that, you know, if you can go back, you don't make it. Uh, but when it happened, I thought it was a, a pretty good deal because he was kind of kicking butt. But you're so into that contract now that I think you have to give Upton one more chance next if year. You, if you trade Upton and you pay that contract, you are going to get – I mean, it's going to be – it might look good because he's off the team. But when you look at – when you're going to look at the numbers of how much they're going to have to pay, and you're going to look at probably – same thing like Rhett said. When they wanted – Zach Cozart off the books. They had to trade their number one uh, first round draft pick with uh, Cozart to uh, San Francisco just to get him off the books. And they got literally nothing in return. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be the same thing, except not more. Now you have to take Upton, take maybe a top prospect, and they'll pay for it. But you're probably getting what, like a C to D level prospect in return just yeah. to kind of make it look like right. you got something right. that the dude might not even materialize right. anything i think i i mean the deal's a deal already and the deal's done he's on the team i think if he can find himself again he's a 30 home run 100 rbi guy so you just i think you just next year you give him you know a little bit of a, a chance to see if he can kind of refine his swing and if it doesn't pan out i think they just cut their losses man you know you're just what are you going to get in return for him you're not going to get anything for him um i think you just you just you just cut your losses at this point with him, you know, next year. This is actually an interesting question because I think the catching position this year has actually been really, really better than I think a lot of people thought. And the question is, thoughts on, or comment, I guess, thoughts on the catching situation. I haven't felt confidence in any of them. Seems like a mess since Liste- uh, Ionetta left, which Ionetta wasn't that great of a catcher, if I remember correctly. I mean, uh, he had a little bit of pop, but, but he wasn't but, a Buster Posey. I think you guys Malina know how time. I feel about the catching position. I think any. Any type of offense you get from a catching position is icing on the cake. All, all I'm looking for from a catcher is a guy that can play good defensively and call a good game. Because, again, I dare you to real quickly, other you know, other than Gary Sanchez and Yasmani Grandal, and even I'll throw Molina in there. Uh, name me JT five. Ramuto. Real Muto. Okay, name me five other guys besides those guys who are great offensive catchers that is going to make an impact in your lineup right and even those guys um are have have issues or not all of them but you know sanchez came up and he was really having trouble defensively and he would cost runs that way like yeah great he can hit 30 home runs but he's also missing you know uh pass balls and they're now might cost them you know he hits 30 home runs he might get 30 pass balls kind of like I'm exaggerating but still oh, yeah. it's kind of like one or the other um, the catching situation right now with Stasi and and um, I think they're doing a Stassi fine job on the IL so we're going to see how that kind of pans out but Stasi and Castro have done really well I mean Stasi already has more home runs this year than he had all in his career <laughs> so obviously if whatever's working for him is working great so I think the the catching situation has been kind of up and down for a while I think this year um, for once the catching situation is not a real big thought I, of mine. I think the catching situation a couple of years ago was decent with Maldonado. I think, you know. Yeah, but he didn't give you anything really deep. I think. That one year he had 14 home runs, throw in 50 yeah, RBI, but, but that again, he that, overachieved. That was, but that was, again, overachieved. Yeah. That was a yeah. one-year deal. It's like, show yeah. me, do it again. And, and that's kind of why he's kind of bounced all over the place, I yeah. think. But um, let me see what else. Again, we're on our Instagram at Halo underscore Haven. Um, get a couple more while we're here before the game starts and. 15 minutes. If the Angels sign Bauer, how many more pitchers do they need before competing for a wild card? 
Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take more than just one guy. Well, it's obviously. hard. It's hard to say because okay, let's say they do get Bauer for whatever, and he says he's he's a weird dude. He has yeah. said in the past Poor that dude. he wants to sign nothing but one year contracts and and bet on himself and and constantly reestablish his worth every single year, which is. Great to say when you're under contract. Now that he's going to be an actual free agent, um, yeah, I just and, don't and see that really 30, happening. He's going to be thirty happening. by the time the season starts again next year because his birthday is in January. So, um, you know, okay, let's just say the Angels get him, and maybe let's just say, for instance, he is serious about taking one year deals worth a bunch of money. Okay, cool. Then Angels can obviously do that again if Artie allows them. Um, but again, too, if 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 the younger guys are able to develop somewhat you know and otani comes back and if bundy's for real you know i think you can again you can get into inner your your players inside array your organization will be fine but again it's just hard so hard to tell now where we're standing out in in august that those young players those young pitchers are going to develop even more if they do i think you're fine i think you can make a wild card if they don't, then you're right. You might need another pitcher or two. I think I think one more solid guy uh, would would kind of put the Angels in a good spot. Uh, saying that they sign Bauer, let's say they sign Bauer, I think another. And I'm not talking about you know a a Verlander Zach Granke combination. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking you would need let's say, and I'm just throwing out a name. I'm not saying that he's out there, but let's say the Angels signed Bauer, right? And then and they they go out and they sign a guy who you know like a Lance Lynn or a Giovanni uh, what's his name Giovanni uh, Gonzalez type guy who you know I'm not saying them in particular guys don't 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 jump on me I'm just saying those type of guys who are solid and you know what you're getting from then that puts you in a great position because you you throw Bauer who's the top top of the rotation kind of guy you have your Lance Lynn kind of Gonzalez type guy and then you got guys like. Hopefully Otani comes back and he can give you a little bit of a taste of what you know we think he can do, and then of course Canning continuing to develop. Then you got a good well, that so, back end of that rotation well, becomes saying, those young guys. Saying, it's you have young guys again, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. All these young guys are all like twenty three or younger, so to think that they've hit anywhere close to their prime. I mean, we're talking about these pitchers that are sought after and they've had a really good two or three years. All of them are like twenty nine, twenty eight, thirty. So it's like. These guys are still five years away from that, so we don't know what we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's to me, it, you know, you kind of have to just. I hate to say just wait and see, but it's you don't want to overpay for someone that might not make a big difference. I mean, Bauer can if he continues to do it, but he's also had okay years. Like he's also had um, years where he wasn't great. You know, in Cleveland because of that whole mess. You know, it was kind of up and down. Um, so it's it's going to be really interesting to see how um, everything works out. Because remember, like last year, if you if you just look at 2019 between Cleveland and Cincinnati, I mean he he was he was okay, but was he going is he going to be the guy that people are going to overpay for, and is he going to be worth it? I don't know. No, no, I don't think I. Again, yeah, yeah, it, we're at a wait and see situation. As much as terrible as that sounds. Yeah. So. Um, going through we got a lot of questions on here let's go to this last one from halo underscore talk uh what should we do with upton i'm fine i find it hard to believe that he can go from a pretty average hitter to some someone i can't see the rest 
someone who can't hit the ball. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think he can go from an average hitter to like the 20th best outfielder on the Angels kind of deal. You know, um, I think I think Red, I think Red had a really good point. Our last podcast about you kind of you bite down on the mouth guard and you just eat it this season and then you go into next season again hopefully with a full spring training hopefully with a full off season you know is he one of those guys that needs that work because of his older age now that needs some actual live uh opponent type of pitching at him and you give him that shot next year to at least platoon or or, or whatever and if he can be a bounce back guy then great if not, then yeah, you might have to DFA him. But it's, yeah, it's hard to believe that a guy like that can fall that quickly. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing because we talked about it when we signed him or we when we traded for him. He 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 to uh, to me, I was like, great, that's awesome, impact player. And we we're talking three years later, and he's just not. And yeah, Joe Adele, I, I, I think playing every day. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is yeah. that his fall from you know obviously like a low average, high power number player to just no average and no power player um it's pretty crazy i i just it again it's it's easy to look back or not look back it's easy to sit here now and be like oh that was such a dumb move when back then no one saw it coming no and i think that's what a lot of a lot of uh social media angel people love to do is like that's awful that's awful but you know kind of like old tweets i mean yeah in retrospect it's awful but when it happened, let's be honest. I think we were we were pretty excited. Oh my dude, he signed a he signed a five right. year or was it four or five year deal? We're like, dude, he took he took uh, he took that less that one was it one more year for less money or whatever it was. Uh, he almost kind of gave us a discount, and we were kind of excited. And you know, you looked at his numbers before that. He was a thirty home run, hundred RBI guy, batted about two sixty. You know, so we were we were excited. So yeah, yeah in retrospect, yeah, let's in retrospect. Everything you know is is you know makes sense you know so it's just really hard and I know there's some moves that from the get go were stupid you know let's be honest um, the Josh Hamilton deal was stupid from the beginning yeah uh, when you look at Albert Pujols at the back end of the career we knew what we were gonna get at the back end of his career this is what he's gonna and be. this is what he's gonna this we, is where we're this, at now this, even back then and was different than the Upton when he resigned because when Upton resigned you kind of figured oh. Because again, this was before Otani, so you kind of figured, oh, cool, he's gonna play maybe one or two years in the outfield, and then he'll move into the DH spot, no problem. Then you get Otani. Now he can't DH because Otani is now pretty much your full time DH, which now changes everything up, everything up. Because he was at one time a Gold Glove kind of caliber outfielder. Now obviously that's kind of taking a step yeah, back. Yeah. Um. So it's just yeah, it's just crazy to think how quickly that that cliff uh, came. Uh, on Instagram Live, someone said, "What do you guys' opinion on the Angels letting go of Hermosillo? That they let him go? Is DFA'd. this something? He got DFA'd oh. today. Today, today. Okay, that's DFA'd. new to me. Yeah. That's he got new DFA'd to me. today, so I don't know necessarily if they're gonna. Okay, if he's again, when you get DFA'd, um, you just go through waivers, and if a team picks you up because they need someone on their on their major league club, then they can pick him up, and, and whatever he goes on. Um, if he doesn't get picked up, then he just he doesn't get released. He just goes back to the alternate side, and now he's not on the forty man roster. So, um, I wouldn't say they let him go yet. I, I mean, I don't know. Again, he's been a yeah, serviceable he's... guy. I just don't know due to injury and due to kind of the younger guys coming up. And again, he's still young too. He might be like a twenty five guy, twenty five right, year old guy. Right. But when you have Joe at twenty one, Brandon's twenty 
22 Two. or yeah going to be 22 mm-hmm. and like i said before you got uh adams you got Knowles coming up behind them yeah. yeah yeah um you can kind of see that and, un- and and think about it i mean still you you got you could throw fletcher out there they still got ward if oh. they throw out there unfortunately oh. but um hermosillo I mean, again, I don't want to. I don't want to be negative or nothing, but Emerson was nothing more. There wasn't going to be anything more than just a fourth outfielder at best. That um, was that so. Was... That's his. That was his ceiling. So that's he's like. Uh, there, I hate to sound like this, but there are a dime a dozen outfielders like that are a dime a dozen. Like you can just go yeah, pick up anybody. You know what? And, and you know, if he signs up with, if he ends up getting with another team, and he's able to prove that he is. A starter, a starter. Then good for him. Yeah. Again, that that's wasn't going to happen here. Wasn't going to happen just because of the names and, yeah. and how it's kind of the business of it. Right, right. Um, it's unfortunate, but, but that's if just he the way can it get is. on, like, and, and that's kind of what as as a fan, like, oh, cool, man. Maybe he gets on with a team that needs an outfielder. I hope he, he does. Yeah, to be so. honest with you, because he's not going to. It wasn't going to happen here, guys. Just yeah, be honest. Exactly. So yep. we'll see what happens. But there is plenty of outfielders in the Angels organization that I don't think it's yeah. he's going to be missed yeah. um, nearly as much but you know we'll, we'll see hopefully uh, if he doesn't stay an angel hopefully he goes to a situation where he can uh, get some major playing time and, and hopefully prove himself one way or the other absolutely so yeah I mean I think that's it we've answered a bunch of questions thank you guys for sending these in um, it's always good to have to kind of get the feedback I know some people don't like us but that's that's okay man that's, that's what we're here it's an opinion based <laughs> show you have your opinion we have ours and it's like, it, we're uh, just happy that you guys are listening that's great if you don't great. like us that's fine long I mean, you, as long as you keep on watching and I don't, downloading I don't care well, I don't, like. I, don't I, I wouldn't want everyone to agree with us anyway I want to have your guys' questions come back you know what I'm right. saying like I want to know your guys' opinion I think too I think, I mean, it I think it's fun it to is. get your kind of response you know maybe this is a good opportunity now when the season's kind of winding down to get another fan podcast out there and have some of you guys call in and then we can put something together like we did last uh, year and just kind of get your guys' opinion on everything. But um, yeah, I think Sundays are a really good opportunity for us to do this Instagram live. And then Wednesdays go to Facebook live uh, when Chris, uh, the curator, Chris, the producer, the producer, Chris, the, I never saw a, uh, swap meet I didn't love oh, yeah. Johnson. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday to him. Yeah. The big, birthday was yesterday. The big three something. Three. I know he's older than me, but I don't think he's forty yet. No. No, he's not forty. He's thirty-eight, I believe. Okay, the big three-eight. Yeah. Um. So you know, uh, shout out to him, and hopefully we'll have him back on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Wednesday's show we'll just recap. Uh, you know, this week, this week, today's game. Uh, they're about to start right now as we are recording. And then I believe they're going to be after today, Houston, in Houston. So for... not getting easier. Houston is starting to pick it pick up now, up and, and and yeah, yeah. and they're they're the they're the team that now they're starting to be the team that we expected them to be, yes. regardless of of our feelings for them. They're still a really good team. Let's be honest with you. Come on. Yeah, they're they're pretty ridiculous, but um, yeah. So that's gonna do it. We'll be back on Wednesday for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Hopefully, we'll have Curators Chronicles and at the Curators Corner, and yeah. we'll have our usual segments and stuff like that. So again, if you guys want to have or your questions answered, send them to us at All Angels Podcast at Gmail That's All Angels Podcast at Gmail Our uh, social media, obviously, on Instagram and Twitter, is Halo underscore Haven. Facebook, there's a like page. There's a what you call a fan page. Yeah, uh, Halo Haven on Facebook. So, with that being said, I'm Johnny Manx. I'm Dan Garcia, and you listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast.
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and JJ discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.